And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. He saved you and he saved me. He saved us for all time What about others? He saved you and he saved me What are we doing for others? Do you believe in dreams? The Holy Spirit's dreams Thousands of men Running down the street They didn't know That the road was leading To a steep and deadly cliff And into the lake of fire for all time what about others he saved you and he saved me what are we doing for others multitudes 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 are waiting in the valley of decision. They are waiting, hoping to hear the gospel. They don't know Jesus Christ. They are lost and dying so. for all time what about others he saved you and he saved me so what are we doing for others why do we sit and wait when millions go to hell the blood is on our hands and it's time to preach the word the gospel
gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form. That's what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? He saved you and he saved me. He saved us for all time. What about others? He saved you and he saved me. So what are we doing for others? We are the salt of the world, the light of the world. Are we really shining, shining like we should? We are the salt of the world, the light of the world. Are we really shining like the light of the world? for all time what about others oh he saved you and he saved me so what are we doing for others what are we doing for Hallelujah. He saved you and I. Amen. And what are we doing for others? Tell your neighbor it's a question. A hallelujah. Now, church, we have come to the most important part of the service. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you excited for the word of God this morning? A hallelujah. The word of God says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing are the word of God. And last week we were taught that transformation comes through the repetitive hearing of the word. Hallelujah. Now church, how shall we hear the message of God without a preacher? Amen. BMI, why don't we all rise to our feet with much excitement as we welcome my father in the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Chris. Hallelujah. Let us pray together. Lift your hands. Father, we submit this time to you. As you speak to us through your holy word, we are here surrendering, submitting, open to receive, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We give you praise and we give you thanks for all that you mean to us all that you do for us, for your hand upon us, keeping us always with your blessed power. Be glorified. We lift Jesus high. Let the people see him and be changed. You are Alpha. You are Omega. We were 
worship you, my God. You are worthy to be praised. Yes, you are the Alpha and Omega. We worship you, my Lord. You are Lift your hands and say it one more time. Alpha and Omega is beginning and end. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, my Lord. You are one more time. You are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. We give you all the glory. We give you the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to. We give you all the glory. We. Keep your hands uplifted. Only the music. Say, say to the Lord, you give him the glory. Put it on several strings or a harp or something like that. shoyakata. Mate lo bontata. Resho kayababa. Mako shakale bere 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 shekota rembotaya. Shh. All right, lower the volume. Settle. String, string, strings, or harp, or a harp, or a, or something like that. Ooh. Now lift the volume, settle very high.
my Alpha Serum, Alpha and Omega. your volume, Cyril, Cyril, drop your volume. Somebody saw a mist, like a mist surrounding the church. He said to me, Pastor, what is this mist? I said, it is the Sakina glory of God. It shall come like a cloud shall come like a cloud it's the Shekinah glory of God we give you all the glory we worship you precious Lord you are so worthy to be praised we give you We give you the glory, Lord, and the honor. You are worthy of all our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You can take your seat if you can. You have those that are on the floor. We want God's glory to descend on us, amen. And the glory of the Lord will descend. Hallelujah. We are blessed to start our first of our outreaches today. And I trust that you can also come and support the work. When we win souls and throw out the fishing line. Jesus said to his disciples, leave this secular work. Follow me. I will make you fishes of men. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. It's by the simplicity of the gospel that we all came to know a new life and a new way of living. Hallelujah. And Corinthians said, All the old things have now passed away 
and all things have become new. Glory to God. Do you see new things in your life? Keep looking, keep watching. The fruit of the Lord's presence in your life will be change, positive change, enlargement, growth, hallelujah, prosperity. That's the fruit of change. You must keep looking for it, applying the right tools to the word that you receive today and the, reward, the word that you receive every Sunday. And it will surely bless you. Amen. Glory to God. I was so blessed by the visit of this Pastor Vuyu, Reverend Vuyu, and I was sharing with a pastor some of the things he revealed to the leaders. Unfortunately, some of you couldn't be here to hear it, but he said that the pastor has your attention for two hours on a Sunday. <laughs> and if you make it a monthly two hours, then it's eight hours per month. And the world has your attention for 140 hours per month. So, the pastor is battling with what bombards your mind for 140 hours. He only has two hours on a Sunday. Of that two hours, you come half an hour late. So it becomes one and a half hours. And of that two hours, you go to the toilet while the service is on. It becomes one hour, 15 minutes. Mercy. Then in the preaching, your mind is wondering about what you're going to do afterwards or what happened yesterday. So it, it, it even diminishes. And then you ask, but why are the people not changed? Because they don't have enough of the washing of the water of the word to be transformed. They close their Bibles after today and they open it again next Sunday when they come to BMI. Say, what a shock. But I'm not talking about you. No, you are the type of Christian that go home and listen again to the message that you receive today. Amen. You have it on your phone, you have it on your podcast, you have it on your iPad or your iPad or whatever pad you have, and you're listening again and again and again and again. You are meditating on the Word because that will make you successful. Amen. God gave to Joshua the secrets of success. He said, meditate on this Word. Think about it deeply. Constantly have your mind on it. Then you, you will be very successful. And your ways will be prosperous. Glory to God. And I want to tell you, we are looking into the life of this great prophet or warrior who enlarged this territory. And we want to discover the secrets of this enlargement. Hallelujah. So, we got some good secrets last week. The leaders, that is, to regurgitate, eat again the word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Then you will see transformation. Because my purpose is written at the back 
to transform the lives of people by renewing their minds through what? The Word of God. But it cannot, if it's lost here, if it's lost here, it's like seed. The sower went out to sow. The one seed fell by the wayside. Not even interested. Yesterday somebody said, Pastor, we went to give handbills to the people. And she said, it was sad when I came back, the same road that I did the handbill drive for the crusade this afternoon, I saw some of the handbills folded up and thrown on the pavement. I said, don't worry about that. That is scriptural. Some seed fell by the wayside. The second seed is shallowness. There's no depth in you because you were Sunday Christian. Not you. Talking about the others that didn't come today. Amen. You, there's no depth. So the seed, the, the root goes, but then it hits rock. It's too shallow. It can't go in. Then the plant can't grow. The other one falls among the thorns and the thistles. Eish. Other things of the world. Choke the word. The old Pentecostals used to sing that song. Cyril, what was that song? He said, turn your, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Then that, that verse. And the things of this world. And the things of this earth. It grows strangely dim. See? But now, if the things of the earth are too much, it chokes the word. Uh-huh. The thorns and the thistles, the cares of this world, they took the word and it cannot bring forth a changed life. Shout the Christian, no change. But the seed that falls on you, good soil. Say good soil. Hallelujah. Will bring forth a harvest. I like this too much. One day I was reading this and the Lord gave me a revelation. The Lord said, how will you know where the seed fell? Because you're sitting here, you're saying, of the four seeds, pastor, I am good soil. Isn't it right? Ask your neighbor, what seed, what type of ground are you? Are you uh, the wayside? Are you shallow ground? Are you thorny ground? Or are you good soil? Just do me that favor before I preach further. Ask your neighbor, what type of soil are you? Now I'll prove to you what type of soil are you. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? I must preach quickly because we, we are all, some of the workers are already on the crusade floor. They're putting up the stage. The sound is going up. Three o'clock, we're supposed to start. I was concerned about the heat, but it looks like the Lord sent the cloud to cover us. So if we can gather there from three, but for the latest four, we're starting. Four to six, and then we're packing up again. But back to you, good soil. Are you good soil? What did your neighbor say? He said, good soil. What did your neighbor say? Good soil. Now, this thing is debatable. It is argue, it, it, you can argue the point, isn't it? But I'll prove to you how you will know you are good soil. It's, the, it's right there in the very verse. The one that fell into good soil brings forth fruit. 
See now. What type of fruit? Some a hundredfold. Look from the one you become a hundred. Or some even sixty. And some even thirty. But there will be an improvement. There will be an enlargement. There will be growth. Success. Something will change. Then it's the sign that this word fell on good soil. If there's no change, if there's no fruit, there's no enlargement, there's no prosperity coming, you're probably one of the other three types of soil in the Bible. Glory to God. If you're visiting for the first time, I'm teaching in a series and I'm teaching something called enlargement. Amen. Another word would be success or prosperity or growth, which is what I believe this verse wants us all to see. Amen. Some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. I see you all prospering. Amen. That's why we always paste pictures of prosperity and we want testimonies here of what the Lord has done for you. Always use your testimony as a weapon against the devil. Keep, keep saying about the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for you. Amen. It is a weapon against Satan. You, you, you knock Satan. You knock him all the time. Yeah. You defeat him by the word of your testimony. Your living testimony. Amen. We want to see growth in every area of our lives. And we see the great warrior Joshua as he went into the promised land. He had to fight many battles before he could see enlargement. We wish that life would be free from warfare. But unfortunately, it is not what real life is about. Amen. Jesus told the parable of the man who sowed good soil, good seeds, and then they also grew bad seeds. Then when the disciples asked the owner, but how, how is this possible? Then he said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. So if you're not aware of it, you have an enemy. The only difficulty in Christianity is that the enemy is invisible. Are you listening? You are actually fighting an invisible enemy. And if you, if you don't know how to fight this enemy, you will never grow. Many years ago, many, many years ago, the population of the world could not grow fast. Because as the babies bo are born, many people die. Are you with me? then there would be occasional uh, large amounts of deaths. Like you saw now in the earthquake in Turkey, there more than 20,000, it was like that. They discovered that certain things were killing the people, but they did not know what it was. Are you listening? So when people came to the hospitals for surgery, the doctors at that time worked with open hands. Yeah, they didn't realize that these germs that sit on your hands can also kill people. So while, when they came from the one patient, they went straight into working on the other patient. And as they're scratching in the patient's intestines, 
the germs of the other patient that was on their hands was left inside. And then after they close you up, then you swell and you start to become very sick and eventually people die. So even the doctors and nurses were transmitting diseases from patient to patient to patient to patient. And people died by their thousands. So babies were born, but many people died and the population couldn't grow. Are you hearing me? Because what they could not see is that there was a very small invisible enemy sitting on the hands of the doctors and the nurses and the instruments. And that's after when they discovered what they call bacteria. The invisible enemy of bacteria that is killing the people. They had to make a plan and start to use sanitizer, start to use gloves, start to put on clothing. That's why when you go into the hospital, they dress you from head to toe. They discovered the enemy that is killing the people, but it was an invisible enemy. And this is the enemy that's killing your Christianity Preventing you from growing is an invisible enemy. But through the preaching of the word, it is illumination that is coming and you are starting to highlight. It's very difficult when you don't know what is killing you. Killing you softly. You don't know where is this enemy coming from. It's invisible. Do you see? That's why I don't like these movies where some spook just disappears and then he's gone again and then he... No, 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 I don't like such stuff. I just put off the TV. Suddenly he comes out of the sand and here's he's standing. Oh, yeah, I said, after this. Oh, the tree that's there start to change into a monster. No. But it's the reality that things destroy your life, your Christian life. Amen. But the word of God will strengthen you. I want to talk to you about two more kings that Joshua had to fight. Those that were with me now last week and the week before, they understand. I felt last week I I had to preach a bit too long. I didn't think it was a good thing. We mustn't rush the word of God, you know. I should have uh, unpacked the kings a little bit more, but nevertheless, let's look today at the two, the last two kings that Joshua fought at the beginning of his ministry. Now, he had to fight many other battles, but the original, or let's say, the, 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 or at the outset, or the onset of his ministry, the five kings that challenged him is found in Joshua chapter 10. And we realize and understand that the names of these kings have deep spiritual meanings. And just as they try to prevent Joshua from expanding, they will try to prevent you also from expanding. Most pastors and ministers cannot grow big, cannot have big churches, cannot have great ministries because they are defeated by these five kings. And everybody that becomes a member of BMI, you have a, a long, uh, you have a goal, a vision to be a worker for God. And, but your working for God will also be curtailed, um, prevented if you, if you don't fight and beat these kings. Right? Joshua 10 verse 3, Adonai Zedek, which means the Lord my righteousness, 
He was the king of Jerusalem. And he called for help from another king, Hoham, which we dealt with last week. Amen. What does Hoham, what does Hoham mean? Ah? A urge and a drive. Amen. Wicked urges and drives. You have to, you have to defeat those urges. Otherwise, you'll be like Samson, isn't it? You are a good past, uh, Christian, but this thing is driving you all the time to a woman in the valley of Sorek called Delilah. You want, you want to, you want to, you know you shouldn't do it, but it's like you can't stop it. So many pastors, because they can't conquer the demon of Hoham, they are good preachers, but they have the problem with the zip. Isn't it? It's true. You have to conquer that demon. Are you hearing me? And other, other things we say drives you. Sleeping, eating, sex, what else? So many things, huh? Money. Okay, let's look at, then we said another king, Piram. Piram. What was this king? This king was the, the wild donkey, isn't it? If you don't know what we're talking about, go to my podcast. You can find all the preaching there. This is a wild donkey. And I really think this is probably one of the big demons that prevent your growth. You see, the, the wild, the uncontrollable donkey, um, he... He makes you believe strange things. You see, you, you almost defend your, your, your stubbornness. You, always want, you almost want to defend your insubordination. Yeah, you see, that's why when women are taught well, women are, 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 are admonished, admonished in the Bible to submit to their husbands. Are you with me? So modern theology and modern science comes and says, no, this oppression of women must stop. You see? So you don't have a balanced view of the Bible. And suddenly you say, the submission is a sign of oppression. Not knowing that it's a godly and a beautiful thing. It's a heavenly thing. Yeah. So, this uncontrollable spirit, I believe it causes the wreck, the accident, the havoc of most believers who can't go far. Are you with me? This, this, this demon, I think, was one of the main of the five. This uncontrollable. There's a big one today also I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you. But this one, and I want you to remember him. Piram. Piram. Ek laat me by niemand vertel Now, you can be deceived to think you are okay, but it won't take you long. History will show you how these people, uh, we said last week, you, you create a fire in yourself. Uh-huh. You create a fire in yourself, and that's, that fire you created will burn you up. You are burned by the words of your mouth. King Piram, uncontrollable. Wild ass. Villa donkey. 
May the Lord have mercy on you. But today, we see the fourth king. I don't know if I'm going to say the name Zephiah. Would you say it like that? Zephiah. Like J for Joseph. Zephiah. He's the king of Lachish. And then there was another king. The king of Deber. Deber. He was the king of Eglon. These five kings came to stop Joshua from enlargement. They were the first five. They came together. They came and they made a, 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 a pact to fight one person. Now let's look at the first one for today. Zephiah. What does it mean? Zephiah. The name means shining. It's but blank. <laughs> it's but blank, hallelujah. We are often blank good. I didn't know, but one day I was getting dressed for a party and my wife said, the theme of the party is bling. I said, what is bling? So she said, you must wear something shiny. Hey! But I know that shiny things are not good things in the Bible. Because the Bible warns you against shining things. Everything that glitters is not gold. Especially today with the Chinese products on the market. Yesterday, the crusade directors told all those people, if you don't know, before a crusade, we go into the streets and we hand out handbills and invite people to the crusade. Now, one of our strategies is, or one of the principles, or I don't know what you call it, uh, the method, methodology is they don't take their phones and their stuff with. So he, he made a mention and I laughed inside. I didn't say it. But today I want to say it. Amen. He said, leave all your phones and your expensive jewelry behind. So I thought, Pastor, demands is no confuse. When the good likes his dear good, net $5.99 by you save. By China. So I saw many of them leave with the jewelry on, and I knew. He didn't, he should have said, leave all jewelry. But when he said expensive jewelry, most of them didn't. I didn't see one jewelry item. In the box, not one. I only saw the phones. So everything that glitters is not gold. Mercy. The demonic king Zephyr means shining. And what does this mean for us Christians, believers? We must overcome all shining and attractive things in this world. As long as you will be consumed by this demonic and deceptive, deceptive shine of King Zephyr, 
you cannot do much for God. Are you all listening to me? That's why I, there are many things I don't want to say because the church is so modern and you don't want to keep making people think you're old-fashioned. You know what I'm saying? But I could never understand why a man must wear so many shiny things. I just could not understand. I, I just couldn't feel comfortable with chains. And, and I used to make this joke and I asked the young boys, is your dog sick? Then they say, no, pastor. Then I say, now, why are you walking with a dog's chain? But I, I see people have this great urge to wear shiny things around the wrist, on the hands, around the neck. Now, for a lady, it's very nice because ladies are supposed to decorate themselves. <laughs> ladies are a sign of beauty. But even that is a danger, but I'll come there now. The shining danger of the woman. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not there yet. I'm talking about shining things. Now it's gone so bad, they think that around the neck is not good enough. Now they press it through the nose. Yeah, man, who blast you? Nishma daidang an. I'm not saying don't put it in, please. I'm just saying how old-fashioned I am. But I will allow you to wear it. It's no problem. Then through the ear. No, no, not the ear. Yeah. The ear, but not in the lobe. You know? It's ear. And then through the navelty. Now, Pastor, how did you see it? The sisters opened the navelty so you can also see Hey, one sister added through the tongue. Shining things. Excess sister. Who eats no peanuts me dying in your mouth, man? Piercings. But maybe I should tell you why must I be afraid of you? Look, you can put on nice things, but don't go to the extreme of piercing all parts of your body. God doesn't like it that way. In the Bible, he spoke about when the slaves were caught, they were put against the door and a piercer was hit, a nail was hit through the ear into the door to mark you as a slave. Yeah, so I believe, spiritually speaking, men who pierce themselves, they are, there's some marking of satanicness on them. You are marked as a slave of Satan. It's just my thinking and my understanding of the word. The man was put against the door. And uh, you can find it. This is not my preaching. I'm talking about shining things. You don't need things, man, to make you look nice. You yourself will be a shining star. Hallelujah. Your handsomeness will be on you just like plain and simple. I'm talking about the men. Ladies, you can decorate yourselves, but it's also a shock when the man comes home and sees not really who we thought he got married to. Ladies take very long to dress because they must put on many things. 
Sometimes the hair is not even their own. The face is not their own. Yeah. The breast is also not their own. The world is, is largely a deceptive world, so they create images that's not true. So the man gets excited when he sees this, but when, <laughs> when it comes to reality, I say, no, what's the good what I've seen? What's the good what I've seen? Listen, I'm going to help you now. The danger of shining things. Amen. You can't do much for God if your mind is on all these things. Are you listening? Our world is filled with shiny things. They, are, they look more glamorous than what they really are. And once you are attracted to the glamour and the glitter in this world, you will be of no much use for God. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. I've seen this in ministers and pastors. I, my circle of friends are pastors. So I also see in some of my friends the desire for shiny things. Hmm. It's a deception. The God of this world has ensured that everything looks shiny. The deception is a lie to make you believe a lie. What is the first deception you must overcome? Number one, you must overcome the shining deception and attraction of money and riches. Money and riches is number one. Say amen. It's good to have a lot of money, but you must be careful for the deception of riches. You will follow it and follow it and follow it and it will come to nothing. That's why you, you, you don't think that making time for God is as important as going after money. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19, listen to this beautiful scripture. Do not lay up treasures on the earth, but rather lay up treasures in heaven. Are you with me? It doesn't mean you'll be poor. Please don't misunderstand me. If you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then the things will be given to you. But you mustn't seek for the things. Don't run after the things. You want so much a certain car, a certain gold something that you will even steal from God, the tithe, because you're chasing after money. You're chasing after shiny things. And it's all images that you must show. Do you know? One day my pastor told me, you don't really see your car much. The only thing you see is your dashboard. It's other people from the outside who see what your car looks like. Yeah. So when you buy a nice car, it's actually not for you. It's for the people to see how nice you look, isn't it? That's why you see deceptive girls also. I've seen this already on YouTube. How the guys come and say to the girl, don't you want to be with me? Then the girl say, no, I'm not interested in you. Then the guy purposefully gets into a Ferrari, not far. 
Have you seen that YouTube? Have you seen that? Ja, dan kijk ons jou dag YouTube. Then the girl turns around and says, wait, 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 wait. I didn't mean it like that. A gold digger. Is that a gold digger? It's the shiny thing. The shiny thing. Som karre is so stikken. Maar die mag wheels. The mag wheels blink so much. Bling, bling. I think it's more expensive than the car. Because I'm trying to create an image of shiny things. All I see is the dashboard. But I want to make sure other people see how I'm shining. It's a deception. Real rich people don't show their riches. Do you know that? The queen of England who just died some years ago, she never had money on her. Some, some months ago, some months ago, the queen. They say she walked in the park with a little dog. She never had a purse for money because real rich people don't carry money. So as you van ochtend is in your geld in your sack, you don't worry. You are rich in the name of the Lord. You are rich, you are rich, you are rich. They don't show flashy things. Are you with me? Let me rush because I want to be sure we end by 12. Amen. Do not be attracted to riches and wealth of this world. The boats and the yachts and the riches and the cars and the, and the shiny things. Revelation 18, 17. For in one hour, the great riches is come to nothing. One hour. And every shipmaster... And all the company, put it in the, in the other version, please. I want to see what it says. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the captains of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crew will stand at the distance. Listen, those things that you want and chase after will prevent you from doing good ministry. Amen? It will prevent you from doing good ministry. That's why... If people really run after money, they don't care if they must work on a Sunday. They don't care if they must work. It's the money that they're after. It's a shiny deception. May the Lord help you to overcome it. It's called the demonic power of Zephyr. Zephyr. It will amount to nothing in God. Amen. You can't go on a church planting mission because the demonic shining Rewards of silver and gold neutralize the call of God. Sometimes I purposefully try to help people out of this demon of Sapphire. Because my pastor does it to us. My pastor will say we're going to meet in Israel. Now to go to Israel costs a lot of money. So you now weigh up. What can I do with all this money? You see, it's a deception. Because the anointing that you will get at the visitation cannot be equated to money. Yeah. The preacher who comes to preach for you, if you weigh up, I must give this man so much, no, let him rather stay, I'll preach myself. You make a mistake because the anointing standing behind the pulpit can never be related or equated with money. Never. 
So when my pastor told us now, come to Singapore, I said, hey, I can do a lot with this money because I've still have, but I realized that shiny things, I will not think about the money that I spend for anointing. I will not think about money in relation to God's work. Money must always be second to God's work. Because if God sees my heart and He sees my motives, then He will reward me and repay me again hundred times over. Are you with me? That's why people cannot give a 10% of their money. They can't change it because they, 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 they weigh up their money in relation to God's work and say, no, the money is more precious than God and God's work. Number two, shiny things. Shiny places. Shiny cities. We're going to Furburg this afternoon. I don't think it's a shiny place. Is it? Some time ago, we went to a nice shiny place for crusade. And no people wanted to take our handbills, isn't it? Even the dogs came to attack the jail workers. But when we went here, you see the difference today. Because this is the common people. And the Bible says, the common people receive Jesus gladly. Hallelujah. So we must not be con too concerned about where we're going to go and the city. Is it nice? Is it this? Is it that? We must be able to go to the poorest of the poor places because our, we must not be deceived by shiny things. I admire the missionaries that we sent to Uppington and East London and those places because it's not wealthy places, but they, they've given their lives and they've overcome the demon of Zephyr in poor areas. But God will sustain you even in the poor areas. Hallelujah. I want to live here. I want to live there. Many pastors have this dream to live in the highest and the nicest mansions. Yeah. They always ask me, why you still stay here? Why don't you go live in the rich places? But you know, life is so short. What, what can all this do? You live in these high, polluted places and you can never come down to where the people are. Don't let the demon of the fire and shiny things separate you from where the people are. This is the people of God. Amen. One brother said, I built a house with 17 toilets. So a pastor asked him, how many can you use at, at the same time? You can only use one toilet at the, at the one time. So don't get fooled by these things. When missionaries are sent out, they want to go to New York City, to Munich, but if you send them into the African places. I went to this man's country, and I went to most poor countries, or many poor countries in Africa. When my pastors asked me, have you been to America? Have you been to Orlando, Florida? Have you been? I said, oh, no, my man. I've been to Zugu Zugu in the DRC. Where's that? Where is that? I says, where the people look bare feet and have nothing to eat. You see, but I wasn't attracted by shiny things. Ah, you sit in your convertible in America and it's a... 
I think God blessed me with Chuck Wanamaker, a professor that was part of my church. He was the only white man that was part of my church. And eventually, you people also chased him away. But he told me there's nothing great in America. He's an American. He told me when I was a young pastor, there's nothing great in America. Don't desire to go there. So when I tell the people, my son Jason is coming back, they say, but why? To this poor country? To this God-forsaken place? Why don't you stay in America? Where the glimmer of the lights of Miami, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Pennsylvania, New York City and Manhattan. I said, no, he has killed the demon of Zephyr. And he has no interest in shiny cities. He wants to come where God is moving. Hallelujah. And the common people, they received him gladly. Glory to God. The last one, the last one of the first one. What is still shining? I don't think I must do this last one. This one is to... Uh, I think I'll skip this last one and, and then I will use it uh, at the bishop's conference. Or must I give it? The first one was money and riches. The second one was beautiful cities and glamorous cities. This one is the deception of beautiful woman. Beautiful and attractive woman. Hey! Many beautiful women attract a series of men to themselves because they shine. Moi blame moi, asativani. You know, women get very upset if their men look at other beautiful women. Isn't it? God made all of us, but to a degree, some, some is a little bit different. <laughs> some is a little bit nicer in a certain way. Do you understand? There's niceness about everybody, but when I'm talking about attractive features... Yeah. So you'll often see that woman. Mike Murdoch said one day he had his beloved, he wanted to, it, was, it wasn't even his girlfriend. And then she told him, I saw how you looked at that woman. It was a woman that walked past him in the shop. But he said he really didn't look that day. That day he didn't look. But when his wife accused him, or his girlfriend said, okay. I saw you, how you looked at that beautiful woman. Then he said to her, look, my dear, my eyes, they are given to me by God. Do you know why? To look. My nose is to smell. My mouth is to taste and speak. But my eyes is to look. And with this eyes, I shall look. Amen. Ek het gesien hoe kijk sê vir haar. Shiny things, shiny women, they sparkle and they call for you. 
as they've called for many other men. Are you, are you hearing? But the spiritual man, say hallelujah. A spiritual man, like you are. Amen. We are called to build the kingdom of God. You must overcome the spirit of Zephyr that operates through some shiny, glamorous, and attractive woman. Shame. Many pastors don't beat this demon. Many pastors. You only read about it in the newspapers, isn't it? In Revelation 18, verse 3, For all nations have drunk from the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Revelation 18, verse 3, And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. This is of the end time. And this demon is seen as a woman that's very beautiful. The merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Come out of her. My people, come out of her. That ye be not partakers of her sins and that he receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God remembered her iniquities. So the more attractive a woman is, the more you must be careful about her. Say amen. Unfortunately, all you beautiful women, this is also a warning against you, isn't it? Because the Bible says beauty is vain. Is that in the Bible? So that means a lot of beauty implies a lot of vanity. So you must be careful about shining beauties. They can take away your ministry through the spirit of kings of fire. But you shall overcome these demonic attacks in the name of Jesus. Amen. May you overcome it the lustfulness that is drawn to you by King Zephyr. I've said many things in the past few weeks and I've made many examples. So you know that we even had pastors in this church, in this very church, that couldn't resist beautiful women. So I'm, I'm not just teaching theory, I'm teaching what I saw and what I had to counsel Washing machine repairmen. The last king that we are fighting is King Deber. Are you still with me or are you going home? King Deber means pastureless. What do I mean by that? He leads me to green pastures. You know what a pasture is? A pasture is a feeding place where the sheep eat. Amen? But the, the name Deber means pastureless. In other words, there is no pasture. It's the next demonic king we must fight in order to enlarge our ministries. And I want everybody just to give me 10 more minutes. I'm closing now, okay? This is one of the kings that will destroy you as you're sitting here today. And the day you are destroyed, I wish you can remember this message I'm going to preach it to you today. Because there's a king called Deber that wants to remove you from the place of your pasture.
So you will have nothing to eat spiritually and nothing to feed. And you will think by deception that you had some issue with the church, but it was a demonic power that removed you from the place of your feeding and you will become a nothing. Listen, listen. You can enlarge your ministry if you defeat this king. It causes you to have no pasture, not just no pasture, also no pastor. How many of you know people outside who claim to be Christians and you ask them what church they go to? They say, well, at this stage, uh, I'm visiting here, I'm visiting there. So who's your pastor? I have no pastor. I have no teacher. But I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I read my Bible. But I'm pastureless. It's a spirit of emptiness. A spirit of pride and emptiness that disconnects you from every fellowship you go to. We had a brother who came to us some years ago and he claimed to me, this is the 30th church I'm joining. Number 30. It's a good it's a good friend of Mauritia. This brother. She brought him here. So he said to me, this is the, he had some problems in the church. Are you with me? He had some problems in the church, so he claimed to me, Pastor, I don't want trouble because I've been to 30 churches. And not long after he was involved with some troublemakers, because troublemakers, they look for one another. And you get some church people, they come to churches with demonic heads on to come to cause destruction of the work of God. So then when some people left, he also left with them. So one day I met him in the street again and I said, Brother, have you found another church? He says, yes, I'm by church 31. And then not long after when I found him again, he said, Nay, man, nay, 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 nay. die dinge het nie gewerk, soos ek gedink het nie. The things did not work as I thought and anticipated. Uh, I could have rather stayed by you, he said. Because I, then, he, then he recited some of the messages I preached, that I even forgot that I preached. He, he said it word for word. He said, remember when you sp spoke. And remember when you spoke. But you see what happened to him, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened to many people. The demon of the bird removes you from the place of your feeding and you become pastureless. You become uh, like, like a uh, spiritual uh, uh, person that's, 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 that's um, suffering from malnutrition. You have no food. I'm looking for the right English word. You see, you become like very thin. We see your ribacus. Spiritually, we just see your, 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 your abdomen, your, your, your thorax part, your, your skeleton. You become a living skeleton. 
because the demon has removed you from the place of your pastor, you have no pastor and you have no teacher. As of now, you have a teacher. You see me? I'm your teacher. But don't forget there's a demon. Debor. He comes to want to take you. Because when you are feeding, you become strong, isn't it? When you are feeding, you become healthy. So the thing that the enemy wants to do is take you away from the feeding place. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me to green. So God will lead you to a place where you can be fed. The devil will take you away from the place of your feeding. Say amen. amen. Pastureless. Yeah. But enlargement comes when you eat, isn't it? If you eat a lot, you grow big and strong. Yes. I always use Virgie, but Virgie's starting to lose weight again. Virgie was very thin when he came to me. And then he started eating big plates of food, mountains. And he started to enlarge. Yes. Listen to Isaiah 30. I'm closing, I'm closing. Isaiah 30 verse 23. Then shall he give the rain of thy seed. Isaiah 30, 23. Bevan. Isaiah 30, 23. Then shall he give the rain. Then the Lord will bless you with rain at planting time. There will be wonderful harvest and plenty of pasture land. Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? Pasture land and for your livestock. Hallelujah. A collection of food for the sheep. A collection of food. Yes. The Lord gave me a great pasture. The Lord led me to a pastor. And when I met my pastor, I discovered that my pastor has written many books. And I read the books and I also had the pastor to teach me. And that books and the material and the training and the teaching became my pasture land. Are you with me? And it is after eating and eating and digesting on this pasture land, I became enlarged. Can you see I'm enlarged? Can you see it's a nice church? This is enlargement. How did it come? I found a place of eating. So the demon that comes to attack you say, you will need to book a list for a man book. It's a demon. To take you away from anything that can make you grow. You're reading this. You're reading. Nee, it's a man. The Heere sal syaf met jou praat, man. The Heere gaan uit die lichtheid. As jy lees net jou Bible, die Heere gaan. Stupid. Demonic. Attack. Amen. But you will have a whole collection of preaching material to preach from. Glory to God. You'll have a whole collection of books to read. And that is the green pastures. Hallelujah. You will grow bigger and you will have many sheep. Yeah, you will have many sheep. Glory to God. And this is how I enlarged and expanded in this ministry. Because I overcame the condition of pastureless. The demonic king. What is the first great pasture? 
It is the Bible. The Bible is your biggest pasture. 66 books in the Bible, you can feed on this collection for your whole life. When you begin to understand the Bible, you discover the most amazing pasture of your life. And you are no longer pastureless. You have overcome the demonic power. The second type of pasture is a series of books, like I told you. Bishop Daggett Mills, my pastor, he read Kenneth Hagin's books and he ate them all up. Yeah. I know another brother in the city, he read Watchman Nee's books. So what happens is God will lead you to a person and somehow when you start to eat, you, you, you taste this, this stuff is sweet. Like I, when I read certain books, I don't find sweetness. It's not, it's maybe for you, it's not for me. Like people like Miles Monroe and I can't, that stuff doesn't make sweet for me. It's nice for some. But when I read, when I found Bishop Dag's books, that was like sweet for me. That was my pasture. Are you with me? So the, the Lord will give you a certain pasture to eat from, to drink from. Yeah. So it's the Bible is your number one pasture. Number two, the books, spiritual books. Then number three, audio tapes. You must get to the audio tapes. Yeah. Look, when you start listening to audio tapes, then Reverend Vuyu said, you will, you, there will be no time for Muvangu. Generations. He said all the nice names. I don't even know these things are still on TV. Are they still on TV? Generations, Muvangu. What did he say? Shivandalan. Huh? Stem Sam. Huh? I said Stem Sam. Skim Sam. And some of these things are not wrong. It's nice to watch TV. It's nice. But I'm saying your pasture must be audio tapes. Yeah. Audio tapes. Audio. I, 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 I fall asleep with audio tapes. Me. Sometimes video and audio. But audio. Because some of the old preachings, they didn't make videos, but they have the audio. Now with YouTube, I tell you, you can use YouTube for your own benefit. Press the audio tape, play. Then you listen to the preaching. It's marvelous. It's glorious. It's a pasture. It's a beautiful pasture. Hallelujah. The other day I was listening to a preaching, a soul for sale. A soul for sale. And I fell asleep. And so the next night I put it on again. So I fell asleep again, so I must go one more time. I don't want to miss out. I'm not in a hurry. It's my feeding pasture. I feed there. So number one is the Bible. Number two is the books. Number three is the listening to the tapes. And number three is the video, the video dimension. You need to also look. Then you see with the eyes. Wow. When I was in my old church, I looked at, uh, I, I, I become a fan of Benny Hinn. And I used to get all the tapes of Benny Hinn. And I had a friend who used to share the tapes. And so some of the brothers, the elders in the church, they said, you guys must not uh, watch so much of this stuff. They, that time the people didn't quite understand how the pastures work. Oh, don't watch so much of this stuff. But you see, my watching of that stuff, it also brought a certain dimension to my ministry. 
Yeah. It brought an enlargement because I was feeding. I could watch and see how the ministry works, how anointing works, how power works. So you'll see my ministry today as I'm teaching, you see some parts of other pastors in me. If I'm on the stage this afternoon, you see another ministry in me. It's because of all the feeding. All the feeding. Yeah. All the feeding. You can't become anything great if you don't feed. You become a skeleton. You become very thin and eventually the devil wants to move you. What's this demon called? King the Burr. Move you from the place of your past. Who comes to the house? No, man, all the texts that I have to call, all the texts that come, and then I have to call it Twitter, and I have to call it Twitter. Hi, you're a messy. As a devil, what you will call it? Say, for Stanley, you don't understand how the devil works, my brother. I'm not going. I'm not going there anymore. Pastor Chris, he spoke to me about us. Uh, he knew. He knew. One sister said, "When you made an example, I knew you were talking about me." <laughs> I was surprised because I only said a certain sister. I didn't say her name, and I didn't know that she had this problem. Yeah, I really didn't know. When she she confessed it to me, I knew you were talking about me. You see, when I started to tell you that the, the bacteria on the hand, you can't see it, but it kills people. It kills, you can't see the devil. It kills people, you see. It's an invisible enemy. He, he plays on your mind. And eventually, Somebody told me that that also helps. But I get all the things that I have done in the world. I have done a past track. King the Burr. King Jafaya. Shiny things. May the Lord help you all and help me. These are real devils you must overcome. Don't joke with it. I believe, listen to me as I close. This is a prophecy. You see, Pastor Charlie, sometimes pastors can preach nice messages and you can enjoy the thrill and the glamour of the paraphernalia. That's a big English word meaning goetetjes, die goetetjes, die lichtjes. You see, we're going to have nice lights very soon. This place is not yet what it's going to be. You're going to be surprised. When we have our big opening in a few months, you'll see when all the lights are off and the color lights come on and everything. That's called paraphernalia. You can be thrilled by that and come, occasionally come, but there's no growth and development. But I believe that some people here are receiving every word I'm saying. And some young people have made up their minds that they're not going to stay where they are. That they want to see the hundredfold, the sixtyfold, and the thirtyfold. And I want to prophesy that you will see it. 
you will see enlargement. But you must not forget that there are five demonic kings that you have to defeat. The first one is the king of self-righteousness. No, 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 no. Don't think too highly of yourself. Then we had another king. What was that second king about? Urges. Urges. You'll have urges. Isn't it right? I'm summing up the five kings. Urges and drivings. You must overcome it. You'll be around, but you will not be great and you will not enlarge. The third king was what? Huh? Uncontrollable. You see, some people in this church, they are controllable. And every day you see the Lord bless, the Lord open, just doors open. I get a lot of SMSs. Doors open, doors open, doors open, doors open. Because they could be controlled. They could be directed. Then now this kings of today, Zephiah. Don't run for shiny things. Alright? Be where God wants you to be. And the last one was pastureless. Pastureless. You have no pasture. You have a great pasture here. When there's a pastor and a teacher, you are feeding. And as you're feeding, you have the Bible, you have good books, good tapes, good videos. I will make you... You see, Christianity, you can say it's not nice because you didn't put everything in. What I'm teaching you now is to put more of your feet into the... Put more in. Get involved. Pastor Charlie has come up with a new strategy. We're going to help the leaders to get involved. Because the leaders say amen. But they don't do what we tell them to do. Pastor Charlie is also... The Lord has given him wisdom. We're even going to help them. Some of these young boys, they came to prayer the other day in the church. From the morning till the afternoon. I was so blessed. Some of them also have now beloveds. So I thought, I wonder if they're coming for the beloveds. Then I thought, even if they come for the beloveds, what a nice place to bring your beloved to a house of prayer than to take her to a disc, uh, disco. There's no more discos, to a nightclub or to some other funky, honky, funky place. Place of prayer. From the morning, they were in the garden. So you can see, they are not just saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. I don't know what they say. I can only see. I can say, loose for and ik moet werk maar hulle kan lekker daar met die Heere. Te sê ek, Heere, die man, die gaan moest kracht draden wees van die Heere. Die moest olie draden van God. Men of great power and anointing can also be your portion if you receive the word of God. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Adonai Zedek. Hoham. Piram. Zephiah, Deborah. Did you learn something about the kings? I will tell you the truth. Eh? I had to fight all these kings in my lifetime. And I'm still fighting them. 
It's not like you get old and they stop. We hear people get married at the age of 70. Huh? Some pastors, they marry 65, 70, 75. They say, what? Will die man nou op die oude dan? Maar die man sê het nog een desire. Hy het nog een desire. Die ou mama ook, die ou mama. Die mama kan nie eens meer recht loopie. Sy reik meer self as wat sy perfume reik. Bible says Anna the prophetess her husband died when she was young and then she gave herself to the ministry of intercession in the temple of the Lord fastings and prayer for the rest of her life free from desires the demons of Hoham Piram Zephiah and Deborah by your heads in prayer Maybe somebody invited you here today. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you're trying to serve God, but it's very difficult in your life. Today you want me, you want to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I need to change my life. I want to become a Christian. A Christian that serves you in spirit and in truth. Not a Christian that serves you by name. Maybe you yeah, you don't have a pastor. You don't eat anywhere. You don't have a pastor or a teacher. Today is your day where God wants to change your life and make you a new person. Maybe your life is going through some difficult paths and God brought you here today to show you that things will change from this day forward. If there's anybody here that says, Pastor, pray for me. I want to commit my life to God. I want to serve God. I want to start to follow Him. Put up your right hand. I will pray with you. If there's somebody like that, don't be shy. I see so many children putting up their hands. I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask you also one thing. Just come out of your chair and stand here. I want to pray for you on the blue mat. Come to me. Don't be ashamed. Come to me. Clap for them as they come. Come to them. Like Jesus, I want to be a vessel that you work through. I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus. Step forward, step closer, step closer. Oh Lord, I want to be a vessel that you work through. Beautiful. Jamie, did you bring some of the children? Oh, this is wonderful. Who brought all these beautiful young people to church? Ah. You are blessed. All of you that are here for the first time, 
I will some say hello to you after church. But if you're here to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, close your eyes, bow your heads, and say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, yes. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Lord, I've made many mistakes. Lord, I've made many mistakes. And I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry. For all my sins. For all my sins. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. Save me today. Save me today. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. I confess. I confess. With my mouth. With my mouth. And in my heart. And in my heart. I believe. I believe. That you rose from the dead. That you rose from the dead. And that you died for me. And that you died for me. Thank you for saving me now. Thank you for saving me now. Please write my name. Please write my name. The book of life. In the book of life. I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna follow from you this day. From this day. I will come to church. I will come to church regularly. Regularly. And serve you. And serve you with all the saints of God. With all the saints of God. In this church. In this church. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.